Canada HR News on September 11, 2023. I'm Elena Bobireva. In today's episode, we talk about the latest reports from Indeed and Statistics Canada about employment trends, projected salary increases in 2024, employment expectations of Canadian university graduates, precarious work of journalists, and other topics. Stay with us to get the latest HR updates. According to Indeed, Canadian job postings continued their gradual decline in August, falling to 29% below their early 2022 peak, though still up 23% from their pre-pandemic level. Falling job postings and cooler posted wage growth suggest slower momentum for the labor market ahead, but also taking pressure off the Bank of Canada for further interest rate hikes. Advertised salaries continue to grow faster among lower-paying jobs, led by retail and customer service, both of which stood above 5% year-over-year. Meanwhile, posted wage growth has slowed more sharply in mid-paying occupations over the past six months, including in driving and construction. Statistics Canada announced that employment rose in August by 40,000 jobs. This increase in employment was outpaced by population growth of 103,000. The unemployment rate was unchanged at 5.5%, following three consecutive monthly increases in May, June and July. Employment increased among core-aged men and women aged 25 to 54 years old, while employment declined among women aged 55 and older. Jobs were added in professional scientific and technical services and construction sectors. They declined in education services and manufacturing. 18,000 jobs were added in Alberta and 12,000 jobs in British Columbia. Nova Scotia lost 3,600 jobs. The job change in rate, or the proportion of workers who remain employed from one month to the next, but who change jobs between months, was 0.4% in August. It was below the peak of 0.8% recorded in January 2022. A lower job change in rate may indicate that workers are settling into jobs or that labor market has become less favorable to employees seeking new opportunities. Multiple job holding is the practice of having two or more jobs simultaneously. For some, Working more than one job may be an indicator that the main job provides insufficient earnings. With a higher cost of living, taking on additional work may be a necessity for some workers to meet essential financial needs such as mortgage or rental payments and groceries. In August, about 1 million people, or 5.4% of the employed, held multiple jobs. This number is unchanged from a year earlier. In line with historical trends, female workers were more likely to have more jobs than their male counterparts, as well as immigrants admitted to Canada less than 10 years ago. The multiple job holder rate was also above average among black and Filipino workers. According to a report from Universum, Canadian college and university students do not prioritize a company's support for diversity and inclusion or gender equality 
in their career decisions. Universum, an employee brand research company, surveyed more than 28,000 Canadian students to understand their career goals, aspirations, and perceptions of 200 employers worldwide. Even students who self-identify as visible minorities did not select support for diversity and inclusion as one of the top attributes they are looking for in an employer this year. Similarly, female students are not prioritizing an employer's support for gender equality as a priority in their employer choices. Instead, students value high future earnings. This year, students from Canada are expecting at least $67,000 in salary before bonuses, and high future earnings is the single most important attribute when considering a potential employer. 80% of students say they are interested in working remotely at least part of the time. Given economic uncertainties, business students are prioritizing stable industries like banking, auditing and accounting, and management consulting. Flexible work and work-life balance remain top priorities, which is a sign that these two issues are non-negotiable for many young people. Continuing with compensation topic, Norman Dean Baudry reports that Canadian workers are forecast to receive an average salary increase of 3.6% next year. In Canada, organizations in the professional, scientific, and technical services sectors reported the highest actual salary increase budget of 4.8% in 2023, compared with initial forecast of 4.2%. Current economic conditions present challenges for organizations. Unemployment rate remains low. It is 5.5% in Canada, compared to 4.9% for the same period last year. There is a risk of recession and increased volatility of organizations' financial results, mainly due to rising interest rates and labor shortage, driven primarily by aging population, career changes, and early retirements brought on by the pandemic. Increases granted in 2023, excluding salary freezes, were slightly below initial forecasts, with the average increase in Canada coming in at 4.1% compared to 4.2% projected last February. These figures may indicate that companies are being more cautiously optimistic since the reverse trend has been observed in recent years with actual budgets exceeding projections. Canadian Association of Journalists is concerned that fewer and fewer journalists have full-time jobs. Association representatives state that the increasing state of precarious employment sweeping across the Canadian journalism industry can lead to devastating social impacts if it's not stopped. In one Canadian academic study, Researchers interviewed more than 100 journalists who described persistent financial insecurity and anxiety about the stability of their jobs. The study also found that the pressure to meet employer demands with few rights and little job security can result in significant negative emotional and mental health consequences for people without full-time jobs. 
precarious nature of journalism employment is highlighted in a strike of TV Ontario or TVO workers. The union says that workers have received below inflation wage increases since 2012, including zero increases between 2012 to 2014. TVO receives funds through a provincial crown corporation and reports to the Ministry of Education. It receives a base operating grant of 38.3 million annually, but funding hasn't increased as costs and inflation have risen. Many workers are kept on perpetual contracts with no hope of their positions becoming permanent, and these contracts prevent them from doing the kind of rigorous civic journalism and current affairs programming that serves communities in Ontario. According to many journalists, although work in this industry has never been a safe bet, it is now rife with deepening uncertainty. Saskatchewan will kick off its first national healthcare recruitment tour later this month to promote employment opportunities, benefits and incentives available in the province. Current trends indicate that young adults, families and new graduates in other provinces are interested in moving to Saskatchewan for more affordable living, job opportunities and higher wages in the healthcare sector. Two large career fairs and multiple on- and off-campus meet-and-greets will be held in Toronto, Montreal, St. John's, Charlottetown and Halifax. In observance of the International Day of Clean Air on September 7, fellows announced results from a recent U.S. and Canadian survey around workplace wellness. The survey, canvassing 1,100 U.S. and Canadian workers who work on-site, indoors, at least one full day a week, reported that only 25% of Canadian respondents characterized the air quality in their workplace as very clean. Respondents whose workplace was not considered very clean identified the following factors contributing to poor air quality, including stagnant air or inadequate circulation, humidity levels, manifestations of mold, stains, dust, and airborne particulates, and perceptible odors. Only 37% of surveyed workers reported that their employer had made air quality improvements in the last year. The top change that employees noticed was the addition of air purifiers. Around one in three respondents stated they would consider leaving their employment due to concerns associated with poor indoor air quality. And this was an episode of Canada HR News. Please leave us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcast. You can also find us in Google Podcast, Spotify and on your other favorite platforms. For more information on the topics discussed today, see the episode description and connect with us on X at CAD HR News or LinkedIn at Canada HR News Podcast.